The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Christopher Smith is a former homeless person, accomplished board certified practicing physician and former faculty member at the John Hopkins School of Medicine. And his debut memoir, Homeless to Hopkins, will be published this year. And the doctor is here with us. How are you today? I am well, thank you. How are you? I'm excellent, thank you. So your memoir is, of course, a true story because it's a memoir. So what is the overall story that you take us through in the book. Okay, so the overall story is basically most of my life growing up, we were raised in poverty. And uh, for several episodes during my life growing up, we lived without electricity and basic utilities. And so we'd cook things over the fire, we lived without heat and kind of inadequate housing. But then eventually in my high school year, my senior year of high school, we actually were homeless. And so that entire year of high school, I actually slept in a car while attending high school as well. And so then eventually I, I uh, you know, graduated high school. I graduated with honors and some other things. To make a long story short, then eventually went to, med- to college, medical school, and ended up at Johns Hopkins and became faculty there for a time. How did that affect you being homeless at that age? It was difficult, very difficult, because um, the way it would work is I would, where I grew up, I grew up in a place called Utah, which is in um, the center part of the United States, kind of Western US. And um, it gets cold there in the winter. So in the winter, it gets down about 20 degrees Fahrenheit, which I don't know what that is Celsius, but it's below <laughs> freezing. Yeah. It's below freezing here. So um, it's pretty cold. So anyway, so at night, I'd wake, I'd wake up in the morning, and my hair would actually be frozen because it was so cold. Wow. And it was a challenge because I still went to school and had to do schoolwork and do my schoolwork at the same time. I actually still did honors classes, which is like your top classes in the US, yeah. and um, played sports as well, played American football and did wrestling. And at the same time, I was sleeping in a car every night. And for me, what it affected me is it made things very challenging. I, I always had this kind of grew up with this fear, kind of this anxiety that I had to work through as a kid. Um, I was always kind of afraid of everything and just kind of felt alone and isolated because of that. Because when you're a kid, it's hard enough being able to go through things, normal things, right, as a teenager. But yeah. if you're homeless, homeless as a teenager, you have all this other baggage on top of it. You can't talk with anybody about that. You're very isolated very alone. So how did you actually get out of the homelessness and have this success story that we now know? Okay, so yeah, so I graduated high school when I was 17. 
Um, my father was arrested. My mother actually um, basically almost took her own life. She almost committed suicide. And I was left on my own at 17. So at 17, I had maybe $20 to my name, US dollars, and a pair of pants and a two shirts. That was it. And so so at 17, I had complete freedom, but had complete responsibility. So what I did is actually, um, at that point, I called my older sister and I moved in with her. And then I went to college. I put myself through college. Um, my first year, I had a scholarship, but then I lost that scholarship. And then I went in and did a, a church mission for two years in the um, inner cities of California. And when I came back from that, I went back to college. And then I graduated within two years with high honors and put myself through college, got accepted to medical school and did very well in medical school, got high honors in medical school and got accepted in Johns Hopkins wow. to make the long story short. Yeah. It's a lot more, there's a lot more detail on that in the book, of course. There's a lot more detail. Yeah. And do you think the fact that you were homeless maybe motivated you even more? Maybe you wouldn't have got this far if you led a kind of normal life? Absolutely. Because when you're the desperation breeds motivation, when you're desperate, you're very motivated. And so I would, of course, you know, I had struggles, but I was very motivated to make become a success because education for me was the key. There was no other shortcut. I had to get an education. I had to get myself through school because without it, there was no, there were no other options. So, so I was very motivated. So what motivated you to write this memoir? The reason why I wrote the memoir is to try to inspire people. People might be struggling or going through any difficulties. Um, like I was as a kid, books were my um, inspiration. Um, the Lord of the Rings by Tolkien was one of my favorite stories as a kid growing up. And I love reading about Gandalf and Aragorn and how they kind of overcame these insurmountable odds. Yeah, obviously it's fiction, but you know, they, they were insurmountable odds and to be a success. Yeah. And so for me, books were like my inspiration in school is my safe space. And so I wrote the book to inspire someone who may be like me or just anybody struggling to say, okay, yes, you're struggling right now, but you can keep working through it and you can have a good life, successful life someday, just to inspire someone. Did you struggle at all when you were writing the book? Absolutely, yes, because I had to go back to those places that I'd put away for a long time, you know, those emotions, those difficulties. I kind of locked them up and had to face them and work through them in a way fairly therapeutic. Um, Do you know Victor Frankl is he wrote um he was the concentration camp survivor wrote a book about discovering happiness and he wrote about how if you take your past and it be you have a purpose to it it becomes less painful so when you work through it and you share your difficulties of your past with others and help to inspire them then the past becomes much less painful to you that's an interesting thought because i guess it's a way of talking about it isn't it and quite therapeutic it is it's a way about exactly it's very therapeutic and it is you work through it, you start to see things from an adult, you know, perspective many, many years later, and you can see it differently. And you can see, yes, it was really difficult. But in the end, it turned out okay, you know, because you worked through it. Yeah. And when you tell other people, they can be inspired by that, it makes you feel okay, sharing, you know, it makes you be okay, feeling vulnerable and sharing with that. Yeah. How did you find the idea of writing a book, not necessarily If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The struggles of going back to what you were writing about, but just remembering everything and writing a book in a good structure, if you see what I mean. Yeah, it's, so it's challenging. So what I did is I broke it up. I When I would drive or commute here in the US, I had a voice recognition. I would just dictate. I would just dictate thoughts, thoughts that came to my mind and I would just dictate. And then I eventually went back and I organized those thoughts in a kind of a, a, a story, fashion story. And you have to start, of course, with an outline and everything. But it took me about two years to write the whole book in time to make it, you know, readable, to make it, you know, it took a lot of effort, a lot of time. And the book is called Homeless to Hopkins. Why did you decide to have Hopkins as the kind of end goal? Just because the the odds of me being a homeless teenager and ending up at Johns Hopkins, which is one of the world's elite institutions in medicine, the odds were so stratospherically against me that the idea of somebody going from being a teenager, 17-year-old sleeping in a car, to being a physician at Johns Hopkins, it's so far removed. The, that's the, the contradiction, you know, the, the idea that start here and then end up here. 
carrots. That's why I picked Hopkins because Hopkins is such a well-known name. I mean, even I believe in the UK, people know yeah. Johns Hopkins. And so that's why I chose Hopkins. In your career in medicine and at John Hopkins University, do you think that your homelessness maybe somehow helps you? Are you maybe more empathetic or have more kind of motivations to help people, I suppose? Yeah, I do. I think so. Because I can connect with people. I can understand. And my, um, I came from a much different place than most of the people in my class. Most of the people that were with me had gone to Ivy League schools, had this kind of much different background than I have, a lot more affluent background. And so for me, it was very easy to connect with people that were, you know, struggling or like the poor and the you know, the, the, you know, people, very challenging circumstances. As a physician, I could connect with them a lot easier and understand them and take care of them easier. Yes. And it's no secret that most homeless people probably won't come anywhere close to you career-wise. So what advice would you give to somebody who's homeless or maybe not just homeless, but just is disadvantaged in some way and doesn't realistically think that they'll get somewhere like John Hopkins? Well, the first thing they have to do is believe. They have to start with the hope. They have to start with some hope of saying, I want to do this. For example, in the UK, I want to go to Oxford or wherever, you know, and then they start and then you start with small decisions every single day. You choose to do those little things that move you ahead. And when you fail, which you will fail, everybody fails, you have to keep trying. That's the big key is not quitting when you fail, you know, just keep moving forward. And that's easier said than done, though, isn't it? Because it is. We all feel like giving up when we fail. Exactly. I, I like to think about it. I did a uh, bungee jumping when I was in um, when I was young and when I was a teenager. And I kind of like to think about when you bungee jump, you kind of lean over the edge and then you let go and then you just yeah. fall straight down. So it's kind of like that in life. Sometimes you just kind of have to lean over the edge and jump, just yeah. let go. You've been at the very bottom of life, so to speak. So do you kind of feel like there is no risk in you taking risks because you've came from nothing. So if you do lose everything, you're just going back to where you came from. Yeah, so so kind of, yeah. But but now now I have a family, I'm married and stuff like that. <laughs> so now there's now there's a lot more responsibility for me. So I do take I don't take risks like that anymore like I used to when I was a teenager, <laughs> you know. So um now I have a lot more, you know, responsibilities. But yeah. but yes, but I'm still motivated. I think, you know, yes, it can, it's always very hard to go back to that situation. And do you think that you could write another book, maybe another memoir, or maybe something completely separate? I am actually, I'm in the process of working on a book called Overcoming, where we talk about how to overcome obstacles in your life. And it would be more of like a nonfiction kind of a self-help type book. Yeah. So, And for this book, Homeless to Hopkins, you've also written a children's version as well. In what ways is it different to the adult version? It's, it's obviously shorter, it has illustrations. Um, it's not as heavy in some parts as the um, adult version, you know. I take out some of the more heavy, heavy parts. And it's part of it's just a dialogue with the kids to kind of talk with kids to inspire them if they need help, to ask for help, or to kind of work through to stay motivated and keep working along in school. It's 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 a much different. Um, and the other thing is with those books, I actually plan on donating part of the proceeds to make a scholarship fund to help kids like I was to be able to get an education. And what was it that actually made you want to have a children's version? Because I don't think I've seen this before. It's probably quite common, but I don't know if I've interviewed anyone before where they've kind of came out with two different books almost. The reason why I decided to do that is because in the US, homeless children are kind of an invisible epidemic. Um, 
30% of the homeless people in the U.S. are actually children and families. People don't know that. In the U.S. number, it's about 150,000 people in families every single night that are homeless. It's a lot of people. And these families and children are kind of invisible because they don't, they're afraid of coming out because they don't want to have um, difficulties with the law enforcement and stuff like that. So they're afraid to share, to ask for help, and they just kind of try to keep it quiet. And But it's a real epidemic in certain areas. And so that's why I wrote it, was to help those kids to be able to to um, get some help to be inspiring for them too. Because for me, it happened at an early age. I was, you know, very young, started going through all this stuff. So Yeah. Well, this book is, of course, called Homeless to Hopkins. Where are all the places that we're able to find both the books? So um, Amazon, uh, both here, I believe, in the UK, and Barnes & Noble, which is a, a British company uh, online. is an ebook format. There's also the uh, print and hardcover formats. So Barnes & Noble or Amazon or a variety of other uh, retailers um, also sell it. Brilliant. Well, many thanks for talking to us today. It's been great having you on. Well, thank you for having me. It's wonderful to talk to you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The throbbing pulse of sounds of 